Hello and welcome to Automators. I'm David Sparks and I'm joined by my co-host Rose Orchard. And this is The Automators, where we talk about how to automate your technology to do your work for you. Hi, Rose. Hello, David. How are you today? Good. Uh, I'm kind of excited for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, we have hit double digits. We're yes, now up to episode it is 10. super exciting. Uh, happy 10th episode day. Yes. Uh, it, more digits is always better when you're making a podcast. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and, and then um, this is, I'm also kind of excited because we've focused a lot on Mac, uh, iOS, and, um, and Mac OS so far. This is an episode where we're going to focus on web-based automation. And uh, we've been, that was on our initial plan. So we're, we finally got there. And today we're going to spend some time talking about Zapier and web automation in general. Yes, and this is great because web automation, of course, is platform independent. All it needs is internet, and you don't even need to necessarily be connected to the internet for a lot of this stuff. It can just happen for you. And that is, of course, the pinnacle of automation, zero involvement and all of the automation. Yeah, so let's just talk about Zapier for a minute. What is Zapier? Well, Zapier is a web-based application or automation where you can get it to do things based on stuff happening. So I'm going to give an example that we're, we'll build on later in the show. Whenever we post a new episode, stuff happens. A lot of stuff happens, actually. And it happens entirely automatically, because in this case, Zapier is checking the RSS feed provided by Relay, uh, which is a great place to get started. Or you could have, for example, uh, if you are a freelancer or a free agent, uh, then you can have a new customer in your invoicing software uh, trigger things, or actually somebody could fill out a form and they could automatically become a new customer in your invoicing software and be added to your time tracking system and all sorts of crazy and awesome stuff. Yeah. And, and the idea behind this is, you know, the internet or just computing in general has become very much an internet based um, practice these days. I mean, back in the old days when it was Mac versus PC, everything happened on your device. Well, that's not so true anymore. Uh, for a lot of the things we do are based on web services. And Zapier is the premier, in my opinion, it's the premier service that can watch all of that stuff for you and make things happen. Like, you know, what the example Rose used earlier was it watches an RSS. And if it sees a new entry in that RSS, then a whole bunch of things can get triggered. And Zapier is the the glue that ties different web services together. Um, there, there's a couple of these types of services, and I think before we get into Zapier, I just want to spend a few minutes talking about some of those. Uh, Zapier is one we're going to focus on today. IFTTT, which is if this then that, is the actually the first one I was aware of before I was even aware of Zapier. I was using if this then that, and then Microsoft has a product called Microsoft Flow because Microsoft always has a product, you know. Oh, and uh, you know Google and Microsoft always whatever gets big they they make a version of that for their uh, customers as well, and we're we're probably going to ca- talk about some of those in the future as well. We want to focus on Zapier today, but just for those out there, the the most common question that I always hear from people is, do I do IFTTT or do I do Zapier? And one of the things about Zapier is it costs money. You got to pay them unless you're going to use it on a very small scale, mm-hmm. whereas IFTTT does not costs money uh, generally and uh, that's always concerned me about it frankly i always felt like how are they going to keep this thing going but yeah. but they do and um uh, but but more generally i would say um 
uh, IFTTT is like the thing you do for a couple one-off things in your personal life, you know, connect mm-hmm. your light bulbs to something to whether the Dodgers win or something like that. Uh, whereas Zapier is much more of a business focused solution. It, um, you know, the number of applications or web services that tie into Zapier, according to the website this morning is a thousand plus and IFTT just is not in that ballpark. No. Uh, the other thing about IFTTT is it only has one or two steps. It, you can only do a couple things, you know, if the Dodgers win, turn the light bulb blue, you know. Yeah. Um, the uh, Whereas with Zapier, you can tie multiple services together. And you can, as one of the examples Rose is going to show in the show, um, share in the show, you, there are a lot of things you can tie together with this stuff. Big chains. Uh, more triggers, more actions. Even the services that are supported by Zapier, there's more you can do within those services generally than you can with IFTTT. You know, there's more triggers and there's more actions. So, and then the then you know, there's a cost to that, and the cost is in Rose in our case is both of us have our subscribers, and I pay twenty dollars a month to yeah. get these apps, and and then you just try, you know, try it for a month or two. If you find you're not using it, then don't don't continue, but. Uh, I think it's something worth checking out if you're interested in automation. Yeah, it definitely is. And of course, it's not an either or. If you're signed up for if this and that, you're not forbidden from using Zapier or Zapier rather and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can use both. And I do. And I'm I'm very sure that you do as well, David. It's, yeah, you know, some things if this and that works brilliantly for and other things it's like, okay, for this, I would need five if this and that actions or I could have one Zapier zap. And that's it. Um, And that's the thing. Like when I found I was running out of zaps on the free tier um, of Zapier. And so I upgraded to the paid tier and I have, I I now have less zaps than I thought I would because I was actually able to combine a bunch of them together. So it's not just if this happens, do that is if this happens and uh, this is specifically applicable, do that, 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 and that as well for me, please. And that is really, really useful. It almost becomes a game because they have like a thousand integrations. So yeah. you you just start going in and anything you've ever connected a website to or, or used, you start searching and they're all there. I mean, OmniFocus is there, which is not a web service. So um, you should start getting all these together. And then once you start telling it all the different services you use, it gives you ideas for how to connect them. That's really fun. Yes, it is. And of course, with OmniFocus, in this case, they're using the mail drop. But with other things like, I don't know, if you use Harvest for invoicing, for example, then you can actually connect directly to their API if they have one. And of course, Zapier has done all of the abstraction for you. You don't need to be like, okay, so what what parameters do I need to send them to get this information? It's a case of you, you get the form and you just put in the information that you want where you can use variables, things that you've got from previous steps. And you can use things from multiple previous steps, which is where stuff gets really, really nice. Yeah. So maybe um, where we start that, well, actually, let's talk about the connection with the uh, series shortcuts, too, because there is one, believe it or not. Yeah. So you might be thinking, what? Wait, I've not seen Zapier in shortcuts. And that's probably because it's hiding under a very cunning little thing called get contents of URL. Because with shortcuts, with that particular action, you can do get and post requests. And in Zapier, there is this great action called a webhook, where if, for example, you want to connect to something that doesn't have native interaction with Zapier, then you can create a webhook, but you can use this as a trigger as well as 
as an action. So you can actually create a webhook and say, okay, right, if I send you this information, I want you to do that. And it will give you then the information that you need to put into shortcuts to make it into a shortcut triggerable action. So you can then, I don't know, grab a bunch of data together. Is the sun shining? And is the moon blue? And do I have cheese in my fridge? If yes, uh, then run run the Zapier app for me and tell it how much cheese is in my fridge and how much more I should buy, for example. Yeah. <laughs> you always need more cheese. Always. Always need more cheese. I've, I've got some brie in the fridge right now, and it is calling my name. It is very tasty. <laughs> and IFTTT has the webhook stuff, too, which is like the way people are controlling their Nest thermostat with Siri now, is using the webhook into the IFTT uh, mm-hmm. backend. Uh, so this stuff is actually quite powerful once you start digging into it. And I thought it would be fun just to share some of the ways we're using Zapier. And by the way, for the years, I called it Zapier. Uh, there, I don't know how many MPU episodes there are. I call it Zapier. Someone from the company eventually emailed me and said, no, it's Zapier. Like, we're zapping. You know, we do zaps and that's Zapier. So <laughs> I, I have the official word that that's how you're supposed to say the name. Well, that's always good to know. So it is Zapier, and that makes us happier, right? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I, you know what, Rose? We should We should get money for that. Oh, I, I think well, well if anybody's working at Zapier and you know wants to buy that from me, well, go ahead yeah. and email. <laughs> well, uh, I thought what might be fun to this to do in this episode, it being episode ten and all our first episode in double digits, it might be fun to lift the curtain on automators a little bit and tell you some of the ways that we're automating the show using Zapier. What do you think about that, David? I think we should absolutely do that. Let's just share everything. Okay. Well, when I started preparing the show outline, I believe I had six different Zapier apps. And as I was going through the show outline, I was there going, wait a minute, I could consolidate this. Wait, I can make this better. Wait, I can add these three things together. And now I'm down to three zaps. Um, and that is audio, video, and blog posts. So uh, we do screencasts to accompany these episodes, which are available on YouTube and learn.maxsparky.com. And also every episode has an accompanying blog post, either on my blog or on David's blog. Um, so, and we actually offer a consolidated RSS feed for those of you that didn't know, uh, which is available on automators.fm. And so I wanted to put all of this together uh, somehow. And, uh, of course, the very first thing that we have to do is we've got to start with the audio, right? Because what's a podcast without audio? doesn't exist. So uh, I wait until the audio goes up, and that happens in the Relay FM RSS feed. Uh, and then the first thing I do is I tweet uh, the URL from the Automators FM account. Then I use a webhook to talk to discourse, to the forums, and to make the forum post. Then I make a blog post on the Automators website about the audio, I schedule a tweet to the forum post, uh, and I put that at the top of the uh, the buffer feed. Um, so that will go up usually Saturday afternoons. And then I add the forum post to our feedback document for us so that then when we are looking to include some feedback in the show, we can find all the links immediately. Of course, it is a subsection of the forum. And uh, so that is one trigger results in one, two, three, four, five actions which I don't need to think about. I, that can happen while I'm asleep. It occasionally does if I go to bed early or if uh, you know, the, the episode is like going up um, and I just get a notification afterwards with Push Bullet, which is the sixth action, to tell me that it all happened, which is really, really nice. Yeah, because Rose and I are on different sides of the planet. So if I post the episode while she's asleep, um, Zapier takes care of all this back-end stuff for us. 
And I don't have to do it. Rose doesn't have to do it. The computers do it, which is great. Yes, it is. Because otherwise, you know, we would post the episode and one of us might forget to put up the forum post or maybe we'd forget to tweet it or we wouldn't remember that, hey, we should probably tweet an episode to the discussion thing in the forum so that more people can contribute or, uh, wait, we're doing a feedback episode. Where did episode nine go? You know, where, where is episode nine? Did episode nine happen? Yes, it did two weeks ago. It was a very good one. You'll enjoy it. Go back and listen. Um, you know, we don't need to think about any of this. And of course, if we come up with ideas in the future, um, that we want to incorporate in this, you know, that whenever a new audio post goes up, then we can add that as well. Um, and it's very easy to do. Do you find yourself sometimes uh, wanting to sign up for services simply because you can find a way to use it with Zapier? Yes. <laughs> yes, me too. Me I, too. I, I do that quite a bit at the moment, uh, I have to say. But hey, that that's, that must be good marketing, right? I, I'm still in the exploratory phase because I, I I just subscribed a few months ago and I've been using it. And it's like every time I go in, I find another way to, to make something easier in my life. And I'll talk about some of the stuff I do with it later as well. Um, I also want to talk about the ideas of triggers and actions. But before that, I want to take a minute to talk about the sponsor of this show. Uh, this episode of The Automators is sponsored by friends over at Smile and specifically Text Expander. Text Expander is the ultimate automation tool because we all spend time writing text on our devices and we don't want to be writing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's the problem Text Expander solves. Uh, it helps you communicate smarter. Now, uh, you've heard about these text expansion apps for a long time where you type in some short phrase and it puts your cell phone number or your email address in and text expander does all that brilliantly but text expander goes so much deeper i mean if you're listening to the automators uh, text expander is your text expansion tool because they do things like allow you to automatically insert the date and time like i keep a running list for my day job for my matters i'm doing as a lawyer every time someone gets on the phone with me i go in there and add a log and I type XDTS and it's the date and time string and it puts in the current date and the time and text expander does all that for me. I don't have to look at a calendar or my watch. I just type those letters and bloop, it puts there and then I can type underneath it. Um, the other thing I like about text expander is email. Uh, I get a lot of email because of the, um, the products I sell, the series shortcuts, field guide, etc. And so people send in, there's a lot of common questions. Well, I have text expander snippets for them. But because it's text expander, they're more powerful. I can include the tab key so I can run the snippet in the subject line of the email. It fills in a subject line, then it tabs down to the body. And I can embed an Apple script in there so it gets the person's name from the email and puts it says, it says, hi, and then insert name Rose, right? Because it gets it from the thing I'm running in Apple script. And I can insert data in there. I can copy uh, things from the clipboard and it'll drop into the email. It's just like way more powerful than anything you can do with a built-in text expansion. So text expander is the automator tool. And I think it's a great solution. If you find yourself sitting at that keyboard for any amount of time, they're a great group of people. They agreed to sponsor the show before we even made an episode. We told them what we were doing. They're like, oh, we really like you guys. We want to see you make this work. We want to sponsor. So we thank uh, text expander. We encourage you to go check it out. Uh, head over to textexpander.com slash podcast and let them know you heard about it on the automators. You get 20% off. How's that for a good deal? Uh, once again, textexpander.com slash podcast for that 20% off. And thank you, Text Expander, for all your support. 
All right. So should we continue and keep lifting the curtain and show people how we, if we uh, automate some of the video in the blog post as well? Yes. Yes. And let's, let's kind of tie into this idea because we keep using the word triggers and actions. We haven't really explained what they are. Yes. And so um, the trigger uh, for the video one is that a new video gets posted on our YouTube channel. And that means that when this happens, then it's going to go off and do stuff. And there are basically two kinds of triggers. There's the ones where something will just happen instantly because something pokes Zapier and says, hello, I'm ready. Uh, And there's the one where Zapier sits there and it waits for a little while and then it goes and it checks if something's happened for you. Um, And uh, the ones, RSS feeds, new videos in the YouTube channel, that's the ones where Zapier goes and checks. So you can have a delay depending on what account you have. That could be anything from just a minute or two to to 15 minutes. Uh, But you won't ever be waiting for hours hours unless you've somehow set up a, a zap that isn't quite right. So uh, in this case, I put we post videos to the YouTube channel when the episode goes live. And uh, whenever uh, Zapier notices that they're there, then it posts uh, a forum thread for each video. So if you don't want to comment on uh, YouTube, uh, maybe you've spotted it on learn.maxbarhi because the videos go up there as well, um, then uh, you can talk about it in our forums. You're very welcome to do that. And of course, it adds the video links uh, and titles to Buffer and it puts it at the bottom. But this then ties back into the audio post that I mentioned because the audio post, the forum um, link, the forum post that it creates, it puts uh, the link to that uh, tweet or the link to that post as a tweet at the top of Buffer, which means it will definitely be the next one that goes out. But videos can go out a bit later in the week to remind people that we have videos. Maybe you listened to the episode over the weekend and you didn't get a chance to look at the videos. Um, And uh, so those go at the bottom so they can go out a bit later. And then, of course, it makes a blog post about that as well. Yeah, I just love the idea of the computers watching for something, you know, like, uh, you know, what, what makes more sense? Hire somebody to sit there and just watch the website. Did it go up now? How about now? How about now? You don't have to do that uh, with the with these services. And you use that type of trigger with both of the ones we were talking about. Because the first one is uh, not an RSS entry over at Relay when we post the episode. The second one is an uh, entry over at YouTube when we post a new video. And then just make a list of all the things you want to have happen then and and tying these together in and we're going to do a screencast for this episode so you'll be able to see it but tying them together is really just clicking clicking a few buttons in zapier yes it is it's really really simple and of course if you have the paid account then you can actually even add ifs so for example um our next post which is our blog posts um so it's David or I each take an episode. Uh, this is episode 10, so this is David's episode. But I don't want to be sitting there waiting for David to post his episode so I can put a blog post up on the Automator's blog. Um, or, you know, and making him do that extra step as well. You know, this is starting to sound like a lot of work, something that you might hire an assistant to do. Well, instead, I have it check, and it actually checks both of our uh, blogs. And whenever it's got a post in it with uh, the word Automator's in the title, um, then it will actually send it to a custom API that I built for the blog, um, which checks uh, in the back end and it goes, okay, is this supposed to be David's episode or Rose's episode? Right? Okay, it's David's episode, so I'm going to put that up. Uh, or no, this is Rose's episode and this is David's blog post, so I'm not going to put that up. And it's limited as well, so it only works um, on the the day that the episode is supposed to go up. Um, so if 
something happened then and David posted, I don't know, four days later, then I would have to manually intervene and make sure that that post goes up. Uh, but we're not planning on that at any rate. Yeah. So now what about the, how do you do the if, if, you know, if it's mine or yours? What are you uh, looking at? That is something that I have got written into the API that I wrote. So the API that I wrote, I'm, uh, I use PHP a lot in my day job, so I just threw something together in PHP, and it just checks in the back end. There's a database where I've stored, um, you know, that this episode is supposed to be mine or this episode is supposed to be David's, um, and then um, checks. And if, if it lines up with the blog post that it's receiving, then it'll post it. Um, and if it doesn't, then it won't. And of course, I've added some authentication to this as well. So there's no need to, for those hackers listening to us. There's no need to go poking around in the back end. You won't get anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're curious, I do events and Rose does odds. So yes, yes, at least that's the plan. So (laughs) at least through episode (laughs) ten. Yes, well, it's working quite well. But uh, yeah, it's amazing because when I was outlining this uh, this episode, I thought, oh, you know, I I know what I'm doing here with Zapier. You know, I love Zapier. I've been using it for quite a while, and I realized how much of this I could just squish together uh, to make it you know, better and more efficient, which means I'm using less zaps. I'm actually just, I mean, for automators, I'm using three zaps and I could probably reduce the number of zaps that I'm using uh, even further to, you know, less than five if I wanted to, but, you know, because I'm using multiple triggers, uh, it, uh, I, I need that paid plan, but it is well worth it because I think you were saying to me recently, David, that you were considering hiring an assistant and you've realized you can do quite a bit of this stuff with Zapier. Yeah, well, I'll talk about that when I talk about some of my favorite zaps. But it it did replace some of my assistant work because I do use a lot of web services, and why not tie all these things together? Yeah. Um, but before we we get to that, how many were you using to run automators before you started doing the research for the show and consolidated? I was using ten, yeah. ten episodes, uh, ten ten zaps, and now I'm using three for automators. So that's, I'm using 30% of the zaps I was, and I actually have more actions happening now because I realized that I could add, you know, a bunch of stuff um, uh, as I was going through it because I was like, oh, wait, wait, they support Quip? Because we do our show notes in Quip, which is an alternative to Google Docs where we can do collaborative planning. And uh, yeah, so that's appending to a Quip spreadsheet for our feedback, for example. And the uh, the interesting thing is it really comes down to triggers, really, for your zaps. That's what it starts with. And once you find a trigger or a way in, then the question is, how much restraint can you show? I mean, <laughs> because there's just so many different ways. I mean, there's no reason why Rose couldn't have also sent herself uh, something to the OmniFocus mail drop to add tasks to her OmniFocus project or, mm-hmm. you know, or it started communicating with me directly about something. I mean, this thing really, it, it is a, once you start taking the lid off this thing, there is a lot you can do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, because you can get super crazy, it's uh, quite useful to actually be able to organize your zaps. And this is something I always struggle with, with if this and that. But thankfully, Zapier has folders, which make me happy. I like folders. I'm a very organized automation nerd. So I have an automators folder in Zapier now where all of my automators zaps live, which is very useful. Yeah. So for me, I um I started on the other side of my life with Zapier because I when I started when I signed up, I just started plugging in the names of all the different web services that I use. And it was remarkable to me how many of them were on Zapier. I mean, some of the main ones that I spend a lot of time in is uh Basecamp. I have a 
I'm now a a Basecamp subscriber. And like for all of my legal clients, I just found it was really difficult to kind of keep track of things. I do a lot of contracts for clients and they'd call me a year and a half later and say, well, what about that contract we did? So, you know, back when, and there's a, there's a bunch of documents on different cloud storage and there's a bunch of emails and different people's email boxes. And I just realized that that was a bad way to keep that information. So I, I went with Basecamp, uh, partly because I just really like the people behind it, but also it's a very user-friendly thing that, you know, you can bring people who aren't necessarily automators, listeners into Basecamp and they can figure it out very quickly. But now that now I've got a webhook, you know, I've got a way in. And then, you know, then I've got, uh, you know, uh, we've got different other things I do with uh, web-based services. Uh, and I, I, my billing service is, is a web-based service. So I, I started looking at all this stuff I was doing. And when I um, get a new client in particular, there's always a bunch of steps that need to be taken. And I have an assistant that helps me out, but she's really busy a lot of times with the Max Sparky stuff. So when I give her something like set up a new legal client, it takes time for her to do it. And I want to get a quick response to clients. You know, when they want to sign up, I want to have everything just set up in one go. And so I started looking into this and I realized, oh, I could do all of this stuff through Zapier. So what I do is, and I'm not complete with this yet, but I create a billing entry with my billing service uh, and they support FreshBooks, Harvest, all the big ones, and they have triggers and actions for all of them. So uh, like you can create a client when you create a client or when you set up a staff member or when you add an entry, you know, all these things can be potential triggers or actions. But I use the the billing one because I want to make sure I get the information in, in there right. And then a whole bunch of stuff starts happening. It goes and it creates a Basecamp project for that for that client name. And then it can send me some stuff in OmniFocus, uh, reminders, uh, setting up tasks I need to do with the initial client setup for me. And uh, one of them it does is it can create a folder on Dropbox. Now, it cannot create a folder on iCloud, which is where I've been doing a lot of my storage. So my workaround for this, Rose, I thought it was kind of clever, was I create the folder on Dropbox, but it's created in a place that uh, our old friend Hazel's watching. And then Hazel just moves it over to where it belongs on iCloud. So I, I use the cloud-based service to create the folder on Dropbox and then use my Mac uh, automation to get that folder somewhere else. Um, and it's just kind of fun. I, I don't even think I'm done with this. I started looking into some services. There are some web services. Um, like I was looking at one called uh, Template. Uh, what, no, I'm sorry. It's Process ST. So, and they allow you to make form templates that you can put on the internet so I could have people fill it out. And then I could run all those scripts just on filling out that. So the triggering event would then be someone filling out a form rather than me going and create an entry in the billing program. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I was thinking, well, I don't know. I want to sign up for another service for this. It's it's a pretty limited use, but because uh, this uh, Zapier works so well with Google Sheets and the Google ecosystem, I could just set up a Google Sheet for it. Um, I'm looking for an excuse to use Airtable more. I don't know. Have you, are you an Airtable subscriber, Rose? Uh, I'm not a subscriber right now, though I am looking at it because I'm getting to the edge of what the free plan will let me do um, with automation at any rate. And so um, I'm thinking of getting the paid one, but I use Airtable a lot. I actually uh, track a bunch of citations that I'm planning on using in my notes that I am writing uh, or I'm using in my essay for my master's degree in Airtable. And you just give me a great idea that I could also have 
various things saved to a bunch of different text files as well. So if I end up without an internet connection again, as happened at one point before WWDC, I, I was on a very long plane ride and I realized I didn't have everything offline, which was a mistake. Then I could have them all in text folders. Oh my gosh, great ideas. So you would do that not through Airtable, you would do that through Google, correct? Or No, I'm using Airtable for all of that because uh, what okay. I do, I, I have shortcuts connected to Airtable. Um, and uh, I, I save a bunch of stuff. It's using the Zotero API and so on. We'll have to get into that in a future show. But uh, it then sends all of the stuff to Airtable tables and saves it for me. Um, but of course, what would be excellent is if I expanded upon that and uh, had Zapier in the background watching what I'm doing and perhaps even maybe poking me if I'm not doing any work. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm getting ahead of myself. Airtable is an online-based, basically database program, kind of spreadsheet slash database program, mainly database, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the um, uh, I don't, I'm not a subscriber to that either because I don't have enough people on my team. It's really great for teams. Um, most of the spreadsheet stuff I do, I just do in a number spreadsheet because it's just, I'm the only one that needs to see it. But with Airtable, you can address it through the web. So if you're going deep in Zapier, you could set it up. And that's why I was thinking, well, maybe I could set up that new client thing through an Airtable entry, and that's a trigger. Um, Zapier could look at Airtable and say, oh, he added a new contact to this new client thing and just grab all the data out of there and then go on, create the billing program stuff, create the Basecamp instance, send me the stuff on OmniFocus, do all that stuff for me just based on the creation of an Airtable entry. Man, I'm going to talk myself into an Airtable subscription if I'm not careful. Well, I mean, the free Airtable plan is actually really, really generous because you, you still get, you know, like 1,200 record per, records per base. Uh, that's essentially what they call a database, but you can have multiple tables in a database. So people who are familiar with MySQL or MongoDB will probably uh, know what that means. But essentially, for those people who aren't familiar with databases, that allows you to have, um, uh, it's like sheets in numbers or in Excel. But yeah. a database is way more powerful because you can do queries and you can say, just present me all of the data um, where they signed up um, for my law practice after November 1st or after December 1st or whenever. Um, but I only want the people with Smith in their surname and I just want these three columns and I want that as a JSON place. And you can do that. And that is officially what we call in the show the rabbit hole. We just yeah. went down. <laughs> yeah, that is a real rabbit hole. And if you have not heard of Airtable before and you've been looking for a database thing that you can manipulate via shortcuts and Zapier and all of that, you're welcome. Airtable is a great place to start. It is free and fun. Yeah, so let's put a pin in that and we'll do a show on that at some point in the future. But but getting back, I so I, I had all these steps I was doing before I would have my assistant go and do it. And um, like I said, my assistant's really busy right now. So I'm, I'd like to get some of this stuff done automatically. And I am not using the assistant for that task anymore because this solves the problem faster. It doesn't, you know, it's just done for me. I click a button and automation is there. Now, there is a whole bunch of stuff I need to automate on the geek side of my life with the, the field guide stuff and with the Max Sparky stuff. And I feel like uh, the Zapier uh, subscription I've got is going to pay for itself very easily because now oh, I'm starting to, to yeah. dig deeper into that stuff. And I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. If, you, if you've been thinking about it, it is $20 a month if you sign up for the monthly plan. Um, for They have a bunch of different plans. So there's the free plan, which is just like uh, you only get five zaps, which are um, 
one trigger and one action. So if this happens, do that. And it can only run 100 times a month, um, all of your zaps. But we're on the starter tier, which we, we get 20 zaps. Um, and you can add filters, add as many actions as you like. And you can have these run 1,000 actions a month. Um, and honestly, that can, in some cases, like, for example, your example here, that can replace something that an assistant might do. And it feels to me like $20 a month is a very cheap assistant. So for me, it is definitely worth it just to get this stuff automated without thinking about it, because I'm not in the position where I could hire somebody to do this stuff for me. That is, that's way out of the budget. Um, but getting it done automatically and accurately every time is really powerful. Yeah. And just go in with the free tier and try it out. Because the oh, yeah. nice thing with the free tier is you still get access to a thousand web services and yeah. you can just see what you can build and then you can make your own decision whether it's uh, worth subscribing to or not. But um, it is really uh, impressive once you start getting down. And and honestly, for me, the uh, subscribing was good for me because suddenly it gave me the freedom to say, okay, I'm putting money into this. I'm going to get my money back out of it. So it's a very good encouragement to, to go through and figure out um, how I'm going to use it. And suddenly it's like obvious to me that I'm going to be getting a lot of value out of this subscription. Yes, it is. It's one of those things where I was always zapier curious, let's put it that way, where I was yeah. there going, hmm, what can this really do for me? And, you know, and then I sat down and thought about it and thought, okay, what can this do? Um, so uh, for anybody who listens to Mac Power Users or Free Agents, um, those uh, episodes get posted in the Mac Power Users and in uh, Forum. And so there's a Free Agents uh, subcategory there. Um, and those episodes get posted by Zapier because... It works really well, and it can connect to the Discourse API. Discourse is the forum software that we're using for automators and that you're using over at MapPower users. And it is, you know, extremely useful to be able to do that. So even if there's a service that you you can't find on Zapier, if they've got an API, well, you can actually use it. It's You know, it works, which is really nice. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's fun when you go in, uh, you just give it a list of the services you're using, and it just populates with common ideas. Yes. Um, so where does Zapier fall down for you, Rose? Um, honestly, it hasn't really fallen down yet. The, the There is one caveat that I should mention, which is if you want notifications when these things happen. So if you're, come, if you're using if this and that and you want to replace some things, uh, Zapier does not have an iOS application, so it has no way to send you a push notification. However, I am using Pushbullet for this. Um, because that has an API. I've actually connected up uh, the Automator's API that posts our blog posts and figures out, hey, is this David's episode or my episode? Just in case we have to swap an episode there, um, then it, you know, it, it can handle all that. And then if there's an error running that, then as well as saving everything, it will actually send me an, a push notification to go, hey, there was a problem. Um, you know, you should fix this and tell me what the error was and where I can find more information. So I've integrated that same thing into my Zapier apps where I need to know that they've happened. Um, and you can actually even use this. This is a tip for people listening. If you want to, you can use URL schemes with it. So you can have it send you a notification, which could open a web page or it could open an app. So it can open OmniFocus to a specific perspective for me. So actually, when David's blog post gets published, I get 
reminded that I need to post my uh, blog post uh, to remind people that the new episode of Automators is out. And it opens my OmniFocus perspective for Automators when I tap on that notification. Uh, so uh, that's uh, a caveat and a fall down, but also a tip all in one. Uh, Rose, I uh, I did not know you were doing that. And now my head is like just spinning on that idea. <laughs> that's okay. That's what happened to me earlier when you were mentioning the Airtable, of course, is connected to Zapier because I I knew it. It's one of these things like you know it and then you think about it and then you know and you have all of these ideas. And this is why yes. episodes come out on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I feel like now I need to go through and redo some things. Um, <laughs> the, for me, a couple things I wish they were better at. Uh, Rose mentioned they don't have an app. And because they don't have an app, they don't have access to iOS-type data. Yeah. Or IFTTT does have access to contacts and calendar and stuff. Um, Zapier is great with the Google ecosystem. If you use, you know, Google calendars and Google email, I'm sorry, Gmail. I called it Google email, Rose. That's kind of funny. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's got massive access to triggers and actions through those things. So um, that's almost a reason to use those services if you're going to be doing a lot of Zapier stuff. Mm-hmm. But they don't have access to, like I said earlier, they don't have a- access to iCloud Drive. Um uh, so the, I wish that they would make an app. I mean, I, I feel like it makes sense to me and even just a way to manage my zaps from my iOS device yeah. and more importantly, give it a, a conduit to, for me to get permission for it to access some information. Uh, and I think that's probably the only way they can do that. Uh, second thing I think that they're not very good at is home automation stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I, that's the IFTTT is really good at supporting all the home automation things and Zapier despite all the integrations they have and they have integrations with every web service you can think of uh, they're not very good on home automation stuff so so we as we said at the beginning of the show that's why IFTTT exists for a lot of us you can still do that stuff over there you don't have to pick one or the other um, but boy if you if you're doing anything on the web um, to make your living you should take a minute to look at, at Zapier because it probably can make at least one or two things a bit faster for you Definitely. And I would note, if there's something where uh, Zapier is integrated with a service that if this and it isn't, and you want to use data from your iOS device, you could. Now, bear in mind, there will be a delay with this, and you're going to have to get this right. Actually use if this and that to find out, for example, when you add a new reminder, have it saved to something like Dropbox, and then have Zapier watch that folder and do stuff with it you know, based on the data that you save there, which is a workaround. It's it's not a good workaround if you need things to happen really instantly or as close to instantly as possible, uh, then that is, is a poor workaround. But if you just need it to happen at some point within the next 24 hours type thing, then that'll work as a acceptable solution, I would say. Not a great one. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of mousetrap automation where you've got to tie different things together. No, because that's, that's when things start to fail, when you've got three or four different things stuck together with duct tape and super glue. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I'm doing that with the, the Dropbox to iCloud thing that I'm doing with, with Hazel in the background. But that's just because I really want that to happen. And I was willing to put up with it. And And when you do those things, give some thought to number one, how much more time is it going to take to set it up? Because sometimes mm-hmm. making all these things work together takes a while to troubleshoot because you're using them in ways they weren't really meant to be used. Yeah. And then the second thing is because you're using them in ways they weren't meant to be used, they they will break at some point. I mean, yes. And I then you will have to figure out what went wrong somewhere. And yeah. uh, in some cases, it might just be that you you didn't get reminded to do something, and you are now 
like paying your electricity bill, and now your electricity is not working, which causes even more problems. So, uh, and then yeah. and you can't fix your zap because you got no way to plug into the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yes, don't cross the streams. Uh, I think is generally the recommendation. Every so often it works out, but uh, at very least consider carefully. Well, we are going to do more with uh, web-based automation going forward. We'll probably talk about Zapier again uh, as we talk to some people that are power users and may have some really cool integrations. Uh, Rose and I are both kind of new in our subscription to Zapier. I feel like automators gave me the excuse I needed to finally just really go all in. How did you get that impression to Rose, or was it just... Um, I'll put it this way. When we started automators, I got a Zapier Pro subscription to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like this show has helped me kind of use it more, and, and uh, I am... I'm going to start going deeper into Airtable. So all this stuff just kind of grows on itself. And so I'm sure we'll be covering this more in the future, but I'm glad we were able with the uh, episode 10 to get onto the web and share some thoughts about Zapier. Like I said, we release it on Friday for a reason. So get out there this weekend, play around with Zapier, maybe sign up for the free account and just see what you can make it do for you. Yes, definitely. And they have a bunch of great articles on their website as well about how to use it with uh, Airtable and various other things like that. So if you're stuck for ideas, uh, feel free to poke around there, but also check the forums because I'm very sure those of you who've got lots of ideas are going to share some of your zaps in the forums with us, please. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing it and uh, taking ideas from the listeners. Oh, give yeah, them all yeah. T- give them all to me. I want them all. I want yeah. all your ideas. Yeah, all of the um, ideas are great. Please, please, yes. please, please share. All right, uh, so we are the Automators. You can find us on Automators FM. We are on Relay Network at relay.fm slash automators. Where can people find you, Rose? I am rosemaryorchard.com and at rosemaryorchard on microblog and Twitter. You can find me over at maxsparky.com. Thank you so much to Smile for all your support of the automators. Go check it out, everybody, at um, techsexpander.com slash podcast. And uh, have fun automating. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening.